Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Twist Turns and One Liners. Um this week our um essentially our season two finale, I'm air quoting. Uh I'll get to why I'm air quoting later. But mm-hmm. uh uh for this episode uh, we watched Nope, the uh Jordan Peele kind of sci fi thriller, I guess. Mystery, horror is what IMDb says. A 2022 banger. Yeah, it's a good one. I love this movie. Mm -hmm. I've highly anticipated for our show. (laughs) Yeah, not what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but most movies that we watch, I end up, they're nothing like what I thought. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's fine. It's still good. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those movies where... Like when we, when your sister and I went to it in theaters and I came out, like, I, it's one of those movies for me that's just like an instant, instantly I know that it's a movie that I'm going to like forever. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I won't be able to get enough of, like, watch too many times, sort of thing. Um, why is that? Um, not really. So, kind of, it kind of goes back to if, if, People listen to the signs episode. I mentioned it briefly in there, but the subject matter is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And just the, I would say this particular movie was a little bit more, or it was kind of refreshing, a different take on the whole thing mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you don't see. Yeah. Like it kind of, it obviously it plays into some of the stereotypes, but does them in a much more in a much different way not mm-hmm. much, like specifically like everything around the alien like you know it's it's shaped kind of like you uf traditional ufo mm-hmm. you know it sucks people up through a hole in the bottom of it yeah all that kind of stuff but we didn't get any like traditional alien like figure you know right. like figures on earth right just like the ufo mm-hmm which was kind of cool. I like that. It, I mean, and you don't have to like be judging like their depiction of an alien, you know? Right. Which is how we kind of had in signs. We were kind of like, ah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I'd say I'm going to start by talking about what did scare me because <laughs> there wasn't that much, mm-hmm. but I think we've talked about it before, but like two Halloweens ago, I was forced to watch Get Out, which is also by Jordan Peele and also has Daniel, I looked this up, Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. And that one was genuinely terrifying. Probably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I've been haunted by it ever since. We should preface this by saying you haven't seen very many scary movies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think people probably have figured that out well, from right, the episodes, but, but yeah. I mean, each one's standalone, so. <laughs> but I honestly think I am getting better because, like, I do think this one was less scary than Get Out for sure, but also I didn't really get scared. I mean, a little terrified when I walked home. Or mm-hmm. no, I mean. Walked your car. When I, <laughs> when I drove home after we watched Get Out. I remember I put the overhead light on in my car because I was, for some reason, I have this fear that, like, someone's going to be, like, in my back seat That's... and, like, you know, come around and, like, uh-huh. distract me while I'm driving. Yeah, so you just check when you get in. 
Yeah, I do. But then I have this fear that they're somehow still there and appear. <laughs> so last night I did do that for a little bit of yeah. the drive. But other than that, it was fine. Okay, so anyways, the scary parts. When you thought there was maybe going to be aliens. Yeah, when the kids are in the When suits. the kids are pranking mm-hmm. OJ. The first one where they're like, the first person just, in the like alien is like crouched and then up. they like stand up that was terrifying but then the, it was also funny because he clocks the shit out yeah. of that one <laughs> and then it's just a kid right. so that was scary but then it obviously ended up being fine mm-hmm. i would say that that part uh i i had mentioned this when we watched it i think but um uh that part was in the trailers, and I remember being so oh, pissed. yeah. I remember being so pissed. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? Like, why are you showing, like, I feel like that, I mean, I feel like if anything, it definitely for sure didn't take away from the moment. I think if anything, like, I don't know, It's it's it was kind of a weird one, because, like, it's it still, there's a part of that that still kind of ekes me a little, ekes me out a little bit. Not that it's like, I don't, I don't think it's like terrifying, but it kind of gives me a little chill when he backs around the corner or like he backs around the corner and then you just see the top of the head of the yeah. one like coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, it's it just, it's, it's, even though I already knew what was going on. Right. It was still a little just like the mood. Like, I think something that this movie does that, that kind of gives me like the kind of chill feeling. It's just how smooth everything moves. Mm-hmm. Like the camera movement. Well, the camera movement, but the things in the movie too. So like that part where the, you know, the kid in the suit is walking and you just see the top of the head. It's not like bobbing up and down. Like it, like it, it looks like they're gliding like forward. Yeah. Like it's so smooth. Yeah. And then like when you see the, the, the UFO, like, fl- like just flow, like mm-hmm. over the mountains or over the hilltops and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just everything so smooth, fast, and silent. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives a little bit of a, like, because it, it's unnatural feeling, right? Right. Um, I think when that scene came up, I really was like, oh, my God, like, the, it, if it wasn't a prank, that would have been a huge turning point. Because it would have been like, oh, my God, the aliens are, like, already there. Mm-hmm. I was like, how is he going to get out of this one? There's still, like, an hour left of the movie. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that was a really good prank on the viewers. Um, but so that was scary. And then I think the only other, like, well, there's maybe two, was the people getting like sucked, sucked up. up and then watching them, I don't even know, go through the, right. <laughs> go through the UFO. That looked like, just like like Brittany was saying, claustrophobic. Right. Um, and then also with that, like when the UFO like lets their blood out, that was a little weird. Um, and then I think the the final thing just simply was a jump scare was when the plastic horse is like stuck Uh-oh. in the machine and then it falls out onto goes into his car, car. In car window yeah so that just like Windshield. catches you off guard but there's a lot of times where i was actually expecting more jump scares and then there like wasn't any and that's almost worse because you're like anticipating it and you're like okay it'll come it'll come and then it'll mm-hmm. i'll be able to relax nope sometimes mm-hmm. they just there wasn't one i think something you'll find is that the 
horror movies that don't have them, they're either like they they can oftentimes be just something that's kind of just a cheap trick just to keep your like keep you from getting bored basically mm-hmm. there's plenty of movies that just use them to basically wake you up because the, all the exposition bullshit before is so boring yeah um but i think a lot of the best horror movies have a minimal number of jump scares mm-hmm. like yeah they pick like a, a few, few like powerful ones right and i think I think in like in the instance in this movie when the horse the horse statue comes through the windshield, I think the I think the idea is like he is sitting there like just silent and not moving, not saying anything, not doing anything. And I think it's just uh, along with it scaring us. I think the reason they do it to, they do it as a jump scare for us is to kind of actually because it's it is one for him too. Right, right. Like yeah, I think usually the I think because. We had talked about this too, how he's pretty cool and collected on the outside, mm-hmm. but on the inside, his heart's probably racing, and like yeah. he's actually he's the whole he's holding it together well, basically is what it yeah. is. And that moment is kind of like that, like oh shit, like that little bit of snap moment for him, where right, yeah, he so, says like oh shit, right, yeah. So like, I think, I think when movies do it to, I, I feel like in that instance, it was doing it to inform us, inform us of his mentality at the time because a lot of times jump scares in horror movies the reaction from the person doesn't match up so like the jump scare is put in there just for the audience and the reaction to the in with the environment within the movie just doesn't kind of fit the same thing right i mean a lot of times it does because usually a jump scare happens and then the character in the movie usually screams and starts running away or whatever it is <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um transitioning away from that. Let's talk about the opening scene where we see what we later figure out to be like an episode of a sitcom mm-hmm. where a chimp like attacks everybody, mm-hmm. which is kind of implied in the beginning scene. Right. Okay, so I'm just going to skip ahead here. I don't understand why that was relevant the, or important. It's it all ties into uh, it's basically the story of the sitcom is the same as the story with the jean jacket, the the UFO jean jacket, what they were calling it. So it's all basically the same thing. Where the show they ha- they take this wild animal and then they totally like take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, they, everybody lets their guard down, and then in the end, it's a it's a wild animal that feels threatened at a given time and retaliate and lashes out and like it was being um it was being uh uh uh, taken advantage of you know the the people were the show was obviously making money off of it they were again taking it for granted taking advantage of it and the same thing kind of reflects with jean jacket where even like where uh jupe right yeah jupe the guy who owns the the like western thing. oh yeah uh i think a big part of uh, our big point to take away is that like he it's clear that he doesn't learn from the mistake that he experienced when he was young mm-hmm. because he thinks he's able to do what they were doing with uh 
the chimp. Gordy. Gordy, there you go. <laughs> that he he's doing the same thing they were doing with Gordy with this thing, and you know the thing kind of. I I would wager to say that the thing kind of picks up on it, like. I think it was one of those things where it hadn't picked up on the fact that the horses were being let go deliberately for it. Oh, but then it eventually figured it out and then right, retaliated. Because, right, because it starts to get defensive because everybody's there to look at it and see it. And it's like, whoa, who the hell are you? This is my, this is my swamp. <laughs> <laughs> it seems really weird to, like, picture... Like a UFO having those types of feelings, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, just think of it like it a, looks like it looks like a plane, right? But think of it like a think of it just like a bird or something, or like a stingray. Like you had said, it kind of looks like a stingray. <laughs> yeah, think about it, it does. Like, think about it kind of like that, right? It just sometimes, like I think, which is part of the problem is like humans forget that like non-humans have the same feelings as humans. Right? Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> to yeah, to an extent. Right, kind of like, like when people when people will see v- like video or photos of people who went hunting for wild animals, like bears and stuff like that. Like it's one of those things where it's they. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a there might be a word. I think there's a word for it. Um. Uh, that came about with Bambi. Okay. Where after Bambi came out, suddenly everyone started looking at, you know, deer differently. Because the oh. be- at the beginning, Bambi's mom gets shot by a hunter. Yes. So then, and it ba- basically, it's they're they're personifying. I think that's the right personifying animals, like you know, giving them human traits in all these movies and things. So then people start feeling bad for them when in reality, that animal would most likely rip your face off. Right. So, like, again, I, you was talking about bears. Like, a bear, like, if if a bear comes into a camp and starts, like, kind of doing whatever it wants, like, obviously the first resort probably isn't going to be to kill it. But if people end up having to kill it because it starts, you know, getting a little unruly, like, regardless if it's killed someone or not, it's one of those things where it's like, that thing doesn't give two shits about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they, if they decide to, they'll kill you. Like it's kill it's, or be killed. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think I think it's the thing that gets forgotten is that animals are animals. Right. Would your first instinct be to kill it, though? I would run rather than try to attack. It depends, because obviously sometimes it, you're not going to outrun a bear. Like if we're I know, but I'm not going to kill a bear either. I'm not going to physically. How would I kill a bear? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying you're just going to be able to. <laughs> oh, but you would try is your point. Yeah, I'm I'm saying like if if we if this will you uh where I'm using an example of a fictitious fictitious person person say Adam is <laughs> you know at a campground and a bear starts charging him and somebody's going to shoot the bear but he doesn't want the bear to get shot the bear doesn't care that he doesn't want the bear to get right, shot. Right, right, right. The bear's still going to kill the <laughs> shit out of this guy. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's kind of the deal with this. That's kind of part of the thing with this, this, uh, jean, with jean jacket is that right. 
it's like the like Jupe is thinking that he can you know take advantage of it and he thinks it's he thinks it's like under his kind of he thinks he can control it because he thinks he knows what it wants and what it's doing right when in reality again he has no idea yeah the thing that was weird about the sitcom incident thing was like gordy seemed to be like nice towards jupe the kid oh oh here i'm thinking jupe was sorry i've been totally misinterpreting everything you've been saying i thought jupe was the camera guy at the end sorry okay then i need to reprocess what you just said yeah no yeah Um, jupe is the guy that owns the but the thing that's okay so you're saying that the re like he thinks that way because since he survived that first incident he I, thinks that he knows how they think and work. I, I don't know as if it's necessary. I I would say just more that I would say more that he didn't learn from that that in that uh, case. Yeah, that's him just repeating his something from his past that he's taking advantage of. But what do you think? Like, like they show that scene later where like Gordy comes up to him, right, and like fist bumps him or I think, something. I think what that is is by like Gordy has a minute to settle yeah and then he recognizes he's there and since he's kind of settled down and come down from his you know fit he's going back to what he knows sure and he was trained to fist bump with uh jupe okay does that make sense yeah yeah it does so your point is that jupe didn't learn and he paid the price for it because he acts like he knew how the right Jean Jacket was thinking, but he really didn't know. And then, yeah, I I guess, like, I didn't get that, if I'm being honest, when I first watched the movie. But I think that I just don't pick up on stuff all the time. Now that you say that, it makes total sense. But honestly, it's, I, I didn't honestly get right away. You, you're the one who said it while we were watching it. You said he's sacrificing the horses mm-hmm. to be, like, sucked up. I didn't realize that that's what was happening. I thought that, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I thought it was going to be like a different type of show. And then, I don't know. Yeah, he was He was saying, like, he had said something along the lines of, like, for the last, I don't I think it was six months maybe. Because it, it had been six months prior when the dad had died. Sure. Um, so he's, through that whole six months, he said he, like, sees the fog come in. And sees it pick up a pick up a horse or something. That's insane, though. Like, what? How was he doing that for six months? And like, how did he not like get a picture and sell it? Or I, like, you know? I think he was. I think he was just observing and then trying to figure out how he could monetize it. Uh-huh. And his way of monetizing it was showing it, it was the a, show. to the people at the show. Well, it didn't work very well. There weren't a lot of people at that show. Right. <laughs> I think the idea was if if he could. If he could make it happen, if he could get those people to see it, then it would spread. It would spread. Yeah. I mean, because just think of how quickly it spread. All right. I guess, I guess there wasn't really that great a frame of reference of time for uh, how long it took for the news people to get there mm-hmm. once everybody was missing. Had to be, had to have been a little bit of time, right? Because the camera guy had to have time to create the, make his camera. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's implied that he created it for this specifically. But at any rate, he had to do that. He had to get there, do a yada yada. So some a little bit of t- a little bit of time passed. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just from sorry, just from that moment because all the other horses were happening, like the chapter, the horse chapter. Mm-hmm. Each one was happening pretty much back to back. There wasn't any. There wasn't a whole lot of time in between them because there was a part where they said like two days ago or a couple days, the last couple days. So all the horses that. All- all the horses that we saw in the chapters, some of the, some of them weren't given to Juke, right? Some of them were like taken at their farm at OJ and right. Like the uh, first, the first, the, the first horse title was Ghost, and Ghost just got sucked up from the field, like after it ran away. Right, but he didn't. There was like a scene. I think it was Ghost where you saw like lights or something. I don't know if that was significant. That was just what I was looking at. There was a part where there was like it was like panning to what OJ was looking at, and I don't know were we supposed to it was figure the, out that Ghost was getting sucked up then, or we just didn't know what happened to him, and now we assume that we, he got sucked we, up. I, yeah, we didn't know what happened to Ghost like outright, and at that point he was seeing the lights from the town and from the Jupiter or whatever. Oh, Jupiter. It was that's the name of the the park. It's like Jupiter yeah, or something. Jupiter's world or something. Yeah, whatever it is. But um, he was seeing the lights there and hearing commotion from down there. And at the time, we didn't know it. But oh. he was, from what I gather, what I'm thinking about is, is Jupe was rehearsing. Uh. Because, and he saw Ghost get taken and he was rehearsing the whole thing. I'm pretty sure that's what was going on. Makes sense. Yeah. So, what's the... Did you put together when you first watched that the, like, stuff that gets dropped, like the key and the coin and, like, all random stuff, which obviously the coin is, or was it a key that originally killed OJ's dad? Coin, coin yeah. killed dad, yeah. Um, did you put together that that was, like, from Jean Jacket? Like, like, right away or when it does it later? Just, like... In general, when you watch the film, because I didn't get that at all until after I was reading. Like oh, I just, when I just it's hovering didn't... over the house and it spits out all the shit. Yeah, but like that's the other time that that's the only other time that happens. Right, but I I read in this little thing that uh, says it basically spit out all the inorganic material. Yeah, but only after it like. Yeah, like sucks somebody up, then it lets go of the other stuff. Right. So I didn't get that that's what was happening. I just thought like... Oh. I don't know what I thought. I just didn't understand. I was like, why are like keys and coins falling yeah, from this machine? Because ate a bunch of people that were carrying that stuff. Yeah, I guess I just, I didn't get that. But if you got it, then clearly it was obvious and I just missed it. But I read it later and figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> but that, so that makes sense. That's what the, that... Jean Jacket was, like, actively already on the prowl, if you will, mm-hmm. when Odie's dad died. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's implied that it must have killed, must have sucked up a person or right. something. I mean, because I think a, a bunch of stuff was hitting the ground, yeah. So I had to have picked up most likely, another, like, a person or a couple people. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think 
Oh, um, I liked uh, Angel's character. I thought he was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of like, I mean, M, like Kiki Palmer's character. She was pretty, like, she's kind of like the comedy source, but mm-hmm. he's also Angel's like comic relief, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think Kiki and Daniel are like a really interesting matchup because they seem like very different types of actors. Well, and they they played different, completely different types of characters, right? So it just seems weird that they were like a pairing, but it worked out really well for the movie. But it's like Kiki's very, like I said during the movie while we're watching, like Kiki is playing Kiki because she talks just like that. Like I don't even know how to explain it, but like. I don't know, just the mannerisms were, like, the same, where she's a lot more, like, spunky and, like, has more energy, I think, and uh, OJ is very, like, calm and, like, yeah, I think, calm, cool, and collected, I guess I would say. I think, I, I think the idea is that when, like, you know, he grew up, he grew up helping his dad with everything, and she was kind of, like, the oddball out, mm-hmm. like, so he was definitely, he definitely, I'm, I'm ga- assuming that he's taking after his dad, who is probably more, a little more, well, obviously a business, like he was all for the, the ranch and the business, right? Whereas like she kind of was just, you know, doing whatever because for better or for worse, people aren't, like her, people in her family aren't exactly paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. So she's like off doing whatever, whatever. So like, it makes sense that they're both, that they're like contrasting characters. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, oh, so the, the scene where it's pretty early on in the beginning where he takes the horse to be used on like a set mm-hmm. of some sort and we kind of hear him like mumbling to himself, like, you know, he doesn't have that, like, I'm going to s- like right. give this pitch to you kind of mm-hmm. confidence, I guess. And so I don't know. You think that was just supposed to like build us foundation for the characters? Like it was showing that like M's very like confident and like was, you know. I think it, I think it's uh, that too is a byproduct of how they would have, how they were raised. Like he was, he grew up handling the horses. So he, his, he was spending so much time with animals, whereas she's spending all this time, you know, trying to smooth talk and, you know, so, and I would imagine too, like that's the only, like if it weren't if that weren't the if that weren't the case he probably wouldn't like care if she was ever around yeah so like i think that's part of it is he he relies on her to do it because he never had to do it so he never like you know got right. used to doing it i i i got irritated like on his behalf when i mean he was talking pretty quietly but like when they wouldn't like listen to what he's saying and then basically like their company wasn't used then because the horse freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they weren't fucking listening. It was their own fault. <laughs> right. And I think that that just feeds too more into the idea that, you know, they, they're uh, completely taken advantage of. Right. Like they, they're like, Oh, just the make, the horse, the, make the horse do whatever the fuck we want. Right. To do. Yeah. So is that the takeaway that like we, what is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Encapsulate that into words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just in general that um, 
people get into this people get into this like vibe where they think they think they have control over things that they really don't yeah why do you think the movie is called nope uh i mean they say it but it's also like mm-hmm. that's not that crazy cuz it's a common phrase <laughs> yeah i think it's just i think it's really just because the the different things that happen in the movie are very much just an embodiment of that mentality right this how they it's how they use it like throughout the movie right where it's like no uh uh-uh, nope not dealing with that shit mm. like our uh, this like fuck this fuck that mm-hmm. like i i don't know i don't know i'm that's what i take away from it is that it's just like in general like just the vibe yeah i mean at the same rate too what else would you fucking call it um uap or what is it is that the new thing uap mm-hmm. yeah call it uap um yeah uh i'm this says that um a main theme of this movie is that nope is about holding a mirror up to all of us and our inability to look away from drama or peril okay yeah yeah that makes sense too i suppose Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. Uh, other parts of the plot. <laughs> I mean, we see them kind of, kind of battle Jean Jacket a few times. Yeah, they run. They run kind of a few experiments to get a feel for what the hell is up with it. Right. And they're able to get with while doing that. They're able to get some, like. They're able to accomplish what they set out to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they, um, once they bring in the, once uh, it's obviously later, like the, these are more the later accomplishments, but what they bring, once they bring the camera guy in, they're able to get the shot of it swooping down and trying to, trying to suck him up and then go, and it goes away. Yeah. And then that dumb fucker, mm-hmm. he, uh, it, it, it's, I mean, I'm not surprised because it's a movie, mm-hmm. but like, it just, you're watching it as an audience in those moments of like, you got what you wanted, mm-hmm. like, God, I mean, I guess it's just it showing fe- it feeds greed. In, yeah, yeah, it feeds into that same kind of thing where like, his idea of the impossible shot is the one where he's getting, you know, sucked up in. And to be fair, they almost got away, like, even with him getting sucked up, they almost got away with it, but Jean Jacket knew where he was hiding and, you know, so sucked up all the the film and stuff but oh i was just gonna ask so the film that they did get before he didn't take it it's not like he got sucked up with it jean jacket came through and oh and that that's when angel got like pushed launched. in the tarp and yeah. okay yeah. yeah yeah okay that makes sense so that's why she needed to get a picture later yeah got it that was a good full circle moment too where you see um m in the beginning like photobomb mm-hmm. and then that ends up coming to use later it's i e- thought that was cool it's even kind of more of a, a like bigger for full circle than that because with the beginning of the movie when she's talking about the history of like film and stuntmen and horses and movies how the first movie was their ancestor yes and how it was photos spliced together to make a movie to make the movie yeah 
the same thing was basically happening yeah. with her there. She was taking the still frames that you could splice together to turn into a little, like a, a motion sequence. Right. Where, you know, you're seeing the balloon go up and then you're seeing it come into frame. Obviously, it's not, it wouldn't be smooth. It'd be mm-hmm. super jumpy, but it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put all those photos she took next to each other and then just played it on a loop, yep. it would kind of resemble the, the horse video from right. way back when. And I think, too, it's going to be one of those things where I think... It it, it it looking at it from that light because she was talking about like everybody knows about the movie but nobody knows the name of the uh, the the jockey on the horse like nobody knows that stuff. Whereas I think this like I don't know if the idea is like I don't know if it, it if it really matters but it's one of those things where like if they they have those stills and they're able to put that out are those going to be tied to them? Or are you just going to know about, are you just going to pay attention to the alien? So I almost think it'd be a reverse, right? Where everybody knows about the making of that first video. Nobody knows the subject of the video. Whereas this, everyone's going to be paying attention to the subject of the video and they're not going to care who took the picture. Yes, that makes total sense. Um, I thought she was really, I mean, uh, OJ's the one who figured out that like, if you look at it, that's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um... That was, I was really interested to see, like, if they were going to, like, kill Jean Jacket by the end of it. And, yeah, the, the, like, releasing of the giant inflatable, like, that was just really good. I don't know. I thought the, Mm -hmm. I love when they, when movies, like, surprise me on the way that they, like, solve whatever issue or problem they're dealing with. Or they, like, beat it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. that was pretty clever. But I did think, like, the, when it, like, tried to consume that and then it, like, popped. That was kind of, like, weird. I don't know what I wanted it to look like, but, like, it just looked like... So, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I guess it because I'm so used now to, like, big explosions of mm-hmm. stuff in movies to have it just be like, boop, it's gone. Yeah, you see the you see the huge, ex, like, ex, like, I don't know, the expulsion. I, I'm not going to say explosion. The expulsion of all the air right. from the balloon. You see the balloon fall down, and you see this thing just kind of floating in the air, like all strung out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was, and and when the, because at first when we see, like, for majority of the time, you know, like you said, the UF, it's like a typical UFO shape. Mm-hmm. And then later it, like, transforms into, like, this weird, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Um, what you call that? I think the best way to describe it is, uh, obviously, for those, everybody's listening, so they won't be able to see it if I pull it up. But um, if you look at Jupe's, uh, if you look at Jupe's jacket, it kind of foreshadows um, the the alien, our jean jacket. Um, And it, and it kind of looks like a, it kind of looks like a, uh, um, a flower almost. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I'm trying to look it up because I see that yeah, my that's not working. Laptop made me restart Firework, uh, Firefox. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you if you look at the photos of it, like, it's got all those. It's got the flowers on it. Right. With it, I, I. It kind of, you know, foreshadows a little bit how the thing looks once it's all, once it's all spread out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
This is like something that you probably won't care about, but I just want to say it because I think it's funny. Um, I loved the costume in this film. Like I loved the the outfits that all the characters were wearing. They were very like fitting for those characters. Mm-hmm. Like for Jupe, yeah, to be in his like Western cowboy suits. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I loved like... I don't know. I just really loved OJ and M's wardrobe pieces. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say that because I said at one point while we were watching, like, yes, Kiki, rocking those jorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was something I wanted to say. Shout out the costume designer. You did a great job. As if they're listening. But you know, whatever. <laughs> we can pretend. <laughs> um Yeah, I think uh I don't know, just very, very, a very tight movie. Yeah, it's weird because I thought we would have more to discuss, but it's almost like if a movie's well done, there's less to discuss because your questions are, for the most part, answered. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to debrief and be like, "What did you make of the?" You right, know? With, without it, without it, right? With uh, aside from what we've already talked about, right? With, without it turning into, oh, this part, oh, and this part, oh, yeah. I really like this part, yeah. Like without doing that, because I don't think that really does any uh, does any justice, right? Because a lot of the big, a lot of the big parts, like for sure, like your favorite part might not be my favorite part, but sure. there's going to be overlap for favorite parts, plural, right? Yeah. So, like, it's not, and I don't even think it's, like, kind of like we were saying, I don't think it does any extra, it doesn't do any extra to go beyond in in this instance. Because, yeah, it is, without, like, it's spelled out, but it's not spelled out to us in a way that's, like, feels like you're being baby-fed. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I will say, like, this isn't really a critique, it's just, like, my opinion, is, like, I was a little, after the opening scene i was like a little bored and it's not that the content was bad it sometimes that'll just happen where it's where it's not something that you're like particularly interested it just is like a slow start because they're building like exposition and stuff Mm -hmm. like they had to build the backstory of like the dad dying and da da da. so like i don't know i think every movie has to have some chunk where they like building that stuff so it's going to be slow um I think, like, movies, when they're really long, like, the the more movies that are made, the longer they are. Like, it's rare that we ever pick a movie for the podcast that's, under like... Under two hours. That's under two hours. When yeah. when we do have a movie that I go on that's an hour and 45 minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best. It's <laughs> not going to take that long. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, movies are, like, three hours. So, if there's more than, like, 20 or 30 minutes of, like slow building exposition mm-hmm. i get bored that was not like i think i'd say it lasted about like 20 minutes probably mm-hmm. before it like started to ramp up but i do think this personally is a movie that i don't need to watch again mm-hmm. like it was good my roommate did want to watch it with us shout out abby mm-hmm. but she did miss it so hopefully she'll watch it and mm-hmm. listen and then i'd be curious to hear like her takes because she did ask me last night like what'd you think and i was like it was good but like overall i would describe it as kind of weird like it's a weird movie yeah. just like very weird connecting parts but they all do connect mm-hmm. so 
It was a good movie. Well done. Weird subject matter. Mm -hmm. But again, that's where we differ because you are interested in that subject matter. Right. I think, um, I think too, it's, it's one of those things where it's a movie that even like, I think there's, I'm going to, I'm going to say two things about the, the the whole idea with pacing of movies and stuff. Um, it's one of those things where the it's a problem when a movie is long and it takes so long to get the ball rolling. Not even that it gets exciting, but just that you start to it takes way too long to start kind of hinting at what the point is. Uh-huh. Um that being said, I think Part of the part something that would be of use um, to people who maybe start to disconnect a little bit when times slow down is to start kind of being a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say analytical, but I'm going to like to analyze what you're watching a little bit more, like to kind of. So when stuff comes up later, if they don't remind you about it happening, you don't need to be reminded because you sure. were you were like you know in, in engaged enough to know right. that. But again, or at the same time, for sure, when they when it takes way too long, yeah, like it it's the movie the people making the movie is their responsibility to make sure that that flow is good. I will also critique myself here by saying that. When you watch so many movies, I think you get a little bit more picky with that stuff, and it's harder to entertain and impress you. Like, for me personally, I feel like the more you get wowed when you watch a movie, the more you expect to be wowed. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, We yeah. talked about this in, in season one, but I brought up that thing that Jennifer Lopez said where she said, like, it's hard People don't want to go see rom-coms anymore. Right. Like, it's hard to make movies now because mm-hmm. everyone wants to see, like, crazy action stuff. And it's like, I mean, true, once again, I still don't feel bad about that. But also, I think that if you do start, like, doing crazy things to draw people into the theaters and it works, of course, people are going to want to continue to be wowed. But it low-key, like, <laughs> you know, in Jurassic World, you've seen that, right? Which one? Just the 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 one the first Jurassic World with Chris okay, Pratt. Yeah. Um. They talk about in that movie how when they build the the genetically modified dinosaur that like Claire is like they wanted like bigger bigger better. more teeth yeah. they wanted to be wowed and then Chris Pratt's like their dinosaurs like wow enough weirdly similar to that where like right. we're always trying to like top ourselves with movies and then as like humans we just expect to continue to top things but it's it feels impossible to top entertainment at Mm -hmm. what it is right now i think i think the there's i think something like that like somewhere in there is where it separates the casual movie like you know viewer and the and the movie person viewer you know what i mean am i a movie person um (laughs) There's, I would say there's, a, there's an overlapping, there's an overlapping area with this. And where that's where I am. I think so, because <laughs> I think the important, the, the more movies you watch, 
for sure it makes it harder to be impressed yeah but at the same time what happens is what you what what you can try to do is when you go into a movie like obviously you want to know the general the general idea of the movie right like right. i mean unless you're going in on a blind recommendation like sometimes it's fun to just have no idea um but um uh i think it, you start to taper your expectations based on a number of factors mhm like if if like for Brittany and I we go to movies all the time, right? So they're AMC. What is it? AMC oh, yeah, Rewards AMC, members. AMC A lists. So they totally get um, free movies a month, or what is it? So yeah, you pay like twenty five bucks or so a month, and you get to, and you can see three movies a week. Okay. That but, wait, only twenty five bucks? Yeah. So like one IMAX ticket's like eighteen to twenty two dollars. Twenty five bucks. Yes. Oh my god, what am I doing? Well, <laughs> just know that like it's one of those things where if you sign up, you if you cancel, you can't re up for six months. <gasps> so like it's kind of like you gotta commit because they don't want people to just sign up. Hey, there's a whole bunch of movies coming up next month. Yeah. So let's pay twenty five bucks to see all of them <laughs> and then bail. Well, I'm just yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, but uh, it becomes one of those things where you start to you start to kind of know what you're getting into, but like before you even get into the movie. So an example, a good, I think a, a good example that you uh, won't resonate very well with you is uh, Blumhouse movies. They're, Blumhouse is a production company. Yeah, they, that makes the horror movies. They make a bunch of horror movies. Yep. And their whole, their whole like business model is turn out as much as we can for as low cost as we can. All it takes is one hit to pay for the last five movies. <laughs> and obviously that creates some stinkers, some shit movies. But at the same time, it can create some really interesting, fun horror movies, right? Right. So you go in with that expectation. Like, you don't go in expecting to be wowed. You go in to see maybe uh, a movie like, oh, this is another movie about demons. Like, <laughs> I like there's only so many things you can do with demons so, but you go to, again, to see how they put it together and maybe they wow you with a twist or some different approach. Like, you know, there's only, there's a million different movies about exorcisms, right? Like, right. It's, I just looked up cause I was just curious. Have I, happy death day yep. is a Blumhouse well, production. Yeah. And that was kind of one of those movies where I remember watching it. They made a sequel. So that one must've done well, but like, you seen that? Yeah. I thought you hadn't. I have. I've seen. I don't think I've seen the second one. Okay. I might. Yeah. Because we, because we told you we were gonna uh, that you should watch it, and you didn't like say that you had seen it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes I'm just not there, you know. <laughs> Sometimes people are talking to me, and I'm off in my own world. <laughs> um, sorry, I have seen it. Uh, yeah, that's the one where she lives the same day over and yeah. over again, and yeah. then. She thinks at the end of that movie that a serial killer is the one who keeps killing her, but it's actually her roommate. Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> Every time. I'm so sorry. Um, God, I'm horrible at that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was good. But it, that one actually wasn't bad, but it still is not like the greatest movie. 
Right. I think it's one of those. It, it's for us. It was a pleasant surprise. It's like it yeah, was. Yeah, it was good. Obvi- like obviously, people would probably smack me for saying this, but I think it's in the same vein as Scream, right? Where it's it's like it doesn't Scream. take it doesn't take itself too seriously, right? And it's Scream's just more iconic, obviously. Right. Right. Um, and then the second one is a total departure not oh, from really? the original thing. Just it goes into like it kind of it almost makes uh, like turns into a different genre, but it's yeah. just as like interesting. Now that you say this, I'm remembering this conversation. Maybe I did. Maybe I meant to say that I haven't seen the second one, but I did think the first one was a little scary. It's a little scary. But a few uh, jump scares. Anyway, but yeah, it's, back to what we were saying. Yeah, it's, or what you were saying. It's just one of those things where, like, you, uh, I, I feel like saying temper, tempering your expectations. I, I feel like that's too cyn- That might come across as too cynical, because I definitely don't go into a movie expecting it to just be shit. You know, I, I go into <laughs> movies pretty, like, pretty open minded, like, and I don't like, I, sh- I have this mentality. And where I feel like, and I've said this numerous times in this way, where I think every movie deserves to be seen at least once, yep. right? But at the same time, like, no movie is so insultingly bad. <laughs> I'm sure I could think of one or two that come close. So we had this conversation uh, on another episode, and I had said, like, no... Not every movie deserves to be yeah, lo- yeah, watched yeah. once. Um, I changed my mind. I do agree with you. I just personally don't want to watch all of them. But somebody right. should watch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I think just to kind of bring it back to the, the point we we're making is the when it comes to those kind of slower moments and like kind of you like going in and following along with the movie, like, you're only as invested in it as you make the effort to be, right? Yeah. Because if so, if somebody's really excited about a movie, really excited to see a movie, like you're going to be paying attention to every moment right. of it, That's right? That's so true. Whereas if you're kind of like you, you're like, like are eh. coming in kind of half cocked, not really sure, you're going to be kind more half cocked. So like, yeah, it's like <laughs> I've never heard that before. It like I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure the expression's like related to firearms. Oh, like you would cock a gun? Yeah, yeah. So like it's 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 What does that even mean? What's cocking a gun? It's when you cycle like cycle the slide and load a load around into the chamber. So okay. the slide, you know, the thing at the top that slides back and forth when you shoot. Yep. That's the slide. I when got you it. Pull it back. Yep. The magazine pushes if it's magazine fed, it pushes a bullet up into the way of the slide. So when the slide comes forward, it pushes the bullet into the barrel. Okay. And then that that process is cocking the gun. No, that's just the whole cycle. The cock, yes, the cocking the gun is pulling it back, pulling the slide back, and loading a chamber into the loading a, a bullet into the chamber. If it's a hammer fire, sometimes it's just pulling the hammer back. You know, that's cocking gun. Half cocked is, All you right. know. How would you half cock a gun? Well, like I think the idea is that you you like if again if it's a if it's a hammer. Like, you might pull it halfway, and then, like, you let go too soon. And The idea is that it's premature, right? Okay. It's, go it's, back to your point. Not, not prepared. You're not prepared. It's just, it's going off on a... Okay, whatever. if you go in half-cocked... You're not going to be as 
you're not going to be as receptive to some of that exposition. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes it's important stuff. Like, yeah, there's, for sure. There's been movies that I've watched. Um, like when we uh, when we did There Will Be Blood, I was uh, I don't remember what distracted me. I think I was just distracted in general that night. I was too when I watched that movie, and I had to rewind the meeting with where he talks to um, where he talks to the the twin the first time. Oh yes, the one that you never see again. Yes, I had to watch that part three times because I found <laughs> like something would distract me. And I had to come back. It's like okay. I need to say, I need to know what they're saying. Right. But just like it's one of those things where like if that were like if that like with Nope, like like granted we had to pause it a couple of times because I had to use the restroom. But um, it's one of those things where like. If you can go into it with open enough of a mind and enough desire to let yourself have a good experience, mm-hmm. I think you're much more likely to be more receptive to the slower moments. Yeah. So, that's fair. Yeah, I think that I think that's the main thing. That's the main takeaway is that you have to you have to basically get yourself into that zone. Yeah. Um I will say an unexpected side effect of this podcast is that sometimes uh watching movies feels slightly like a a chore. Because like I have to watch it by a certain time, so I'm sometimes I'm not in the mood to watch a movie. Um, so that might be part of my problem with watching them is like, I kind of force myself and I'm not necessarily like mm-hmm. excited versus like, especially when you see it in theaters, I'm like, like, I'd say like 95% of the time I'm paying attention because I am purposely seeking out going to the theater. So I'm excited about it. But, um, if I'm not in the theater, it it's becoming more and more rare for me to be like, super engaged mm-hmm. and like never look at my phone while the movie's going on so mm-hmm. i think that's just a personal problem <laughs> yeah i think it's one of those things where i i, I know like i'm pretty sh- i'm pretty sure when you've been watching the movies you've been you've been generally putting it off until the night before or or like two days before right what, yeah a, a day or two before right. <laughs> right uh i think that's i think that's part of like if you like if you have time to if if you maybe once like today, like or well, today's a little different. <laughs> but once we pick a movie, like kind of planning a little bit more ahead to like know when you're going to watch it, like know when you're going to have time to watch it, right? Because for sure, like I, I mean, obviously, I can't say certainly for you, but for sure for me, like I usually like when we have, uh, when we do these, we usually record them on Tuesdays. Yep, and um. I usually try to watch on Sunday, like I plan to watch on Sunday, but if something comes up Sunday, I mean, it's two days before, but I'll watch on Monday, but there's been times where I watch earlier than that. Yeah. Where it's just, it's one of those things where I know for sure I'm going to watch it and at Sunday around seven or eight o'clock right. or whatever. I like uh, getting people to watch it with me. So that normally sometimes like Monday is like a great time to get mm-hmm. people are like free. Cause like most of the time people aren't doing stuff on a Monday. So right. it's a great time to sucker my roommates in and be like, let's watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah something i will work on um did you have anything more you wanted to say otherwise i'm really excited to say my favorite quote um the only thing uh additional i'll say that only kind of relates to this movie 
is after watching this, I really want to put Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. On you the wheel. have mentioned that. Yeah, I, I want to put it. it on, I want to put it on there more now, uh, just because the I, I watched Chimp Empire on Netflix. We watched this and it had the whole part with Gordy. It's like okay, I I need it. I want. <laughs> There's it. too many signs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm down. That's fine. Okay. Um, favorite quote. Can I go? No. I asked Colton before we started recording this. I said, hey, can I move this water bottle? He looks me dead in the face and goes, no. Or what did you, did you say just no? Or did you say something else? And then I went, okay, Jesus. So I shouldn't ask. I should just do with Colton because he doesn't take what I say seriously. Anyway, <laughs> um, my favorite quote is when they tried to, they put in, installed all the, the cameras on tops of the buildings and there's a bug in front of the camera and M comes in to talk to OJ and I wrote it down it says fucking praying man just that motherfucker better pray I don't see him again because if I do I'm gonna eat him mm-hmm. <laughs> it just is like again that quote is like so Kiki like I could see Kiki saying that in real life it just like oh it just is it it made me chuckle. I will I will admit I did giggle a little out loud. I just think that sometimes quotes are just so much funnier when you throw a couple swears in. Mm-hmm. Like perhaps by itself it wouldn't have been as funny, but like the speed at which it was said mm-hmm. <laughs> and the context of like they're trying to catch this major UFO on camera and there's just a brain mantis in the front of the camera. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm laughing way too hard at this. <laughs> I think uh I think for me it was when I I don't have it in front of me. But when they're at the diner after after they uh survived an attack survived the attack and got away. <laughs> and they're sitting there kind of talking about I think uh uh Angel and M are talking about I don't know, they're talking about the diner or something. And then he, uh, and then OJ just chi- like chimes in like something like, oh, I think it's, I think it's like being territorial or whatever, he, whatever he says at that point. Mm-hmm. And then Angel just looks at him. He's like, something along the lines of RTR, man, read the room. And then he's just like, we're done with this shit. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> RTR, man. Yeah. That's what he said. So, oh. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I've never heard that before. Interesting. <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, there was, I asked, I did ask when we watched this movie to put captions on. I was denied that request. So there were a few lines that I didn't hear fully. Yeah. I think it, because I felt like they talked very fast in this film, but yeah. yeah. I think it got, like, after that point, I, I, it gets, it got better after that point. Cause at that, there was still a couple. There was a couple times, but at that point, though, when you had asked, most of like the heavy dialogue portions were kind of through. You're just trying to excuse not putting the captions on. I don't it's mind okay. having you don't captions like, uh, having them on. Uh, no, Sorry. I don't mind having them on sometimes. You didn't want them on. Sometimes I will say they are spoilers. Yeah. Captions spoil. Yeah, like, they can. Get with the program. For sure. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> There's times just... <laughs> there's times for sure where I'll put them on, but can you put that as the description of this episode? Captions get with the program. 
<laughs> Stop spoiling. I do notice that happens because sometimes I will turn them on and then I see that and I'm like, yeah. and then I turn them off. But I think there's been times too where like, I can't say, I can't think of a movie, the movie specifically, but I'm pretty sure there was a time where like who was saying a line was put in the caption. And it was wrong. And it, no, it was, it was like something that hadn't been revealed yet. Oh. I don't remember. I don't remember when it was, but the the use like the name of the character came up when came it was supposed up, to be like a mysterious right where they were like just kind of an unnamed person or right. they were saying there was someone else. <laughs> oh, that sucks too. Jeez, as a person who edits captions for a part of my job, do better. <laughs> you got millions, if not, well, no, millions of money and time to look at those things and fix them <laughs> i butchered that lots of time lots of resources but i think captioning is something that isn't i think that's usually an afterthought yeah it's something that's done probably which is rude. well yeah but you know it get it does get done eventually right right but for people who are hard of hearing it should be a top priority mm-hmm. um okay spin over kill off thoughts um, I do this. I do this every time, and it's kind of it's kind of cheating, right? But I think it's totally cheating. Just another <laughs> another movie, another movie in the same vein from Jordan Peele. Like, is really what like all I would ever ask for from this. Like, it's I don't think like there could be another. I mean. It's one of those things where, like, it was anything else would just feel like a cheap, like, cash oh, yeah, grab. spinoff. Yeah. Like, you could make, like, if you really wanted to do something, you could maybe, like, uh, I guess maybe, uh, I think it could be interesting to do something with the, like, a prequel with the mm. cinematographer. The camera guy. Oh, sure. It's funny they say that because I was going to say kill off. I would give him the boot. Yeah. And it, it's only it's only because um, I felt like Jupe fulfilled. Whoa. I just realized how much louder I got. Sorry. I was standing away from the mic. Um, I, it, I feel like Jupe fulfilled the role that that guy, the cinematographer, also filled. Like. They kind of had the same point. Um, so I felt like if I had to kill off somebody, he wasn't even in the movie that much. Yeah, I would say he was the he was the only way they would have been able to capture the capture it on film. Oh. Or kill off the motorcycle guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was just kind of an added little yeah. Like obstacle. Yeah, it, w- it was one of those things where, like, ah, oh, shit, he's going to fuck the plan up. Right, right. right. Which I, I was going to say, I forgot to say earlier, it was pretty funny when she's trying to, like, get him away. And she's like, we're shooting a Verizon commercial over <laughs> here. <laughs> it's like when you're trying to think of an excuse and you think of the most random bullshit right. you can. <laughs> that's another, that's another, I guess that's another part where I don't remember exactly what is said, but uh, another part where I like kind of the exchange is when, after he crashes on the bike, 
and then OJ goes to try to save him. He's like, look at me, look at me. He's like, oh, what's that? He's like, oh, well, I fucking tried. And then he gets on the horse and then rides away. Oh, like, yeah. He's, like, uh, he's, he's trying so hard to get him up and to come right. up and to not to like not look up at it. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, my God, what is this? He's like, oh, shit. Bye-bye. Like, bye. <laughs> he also, that guy was like so, he was like, where's my camera? Where's my camera? Dead. Bye. I mean, if he <laughs> if he doesn't get the shot, like the whole, that, but the bike crash and everything was pointless. Like yeah, that's that's dedication, I will say. Can't relate to that dedication in anything in life, but you know, cool. <laughs> um it gives me like in a weird way in a not so direct way. It gives me and I, I don't think you haven't seen this I'm pretty sure, but it gives me a Oh, excuse me. We're tired today, y'all. Gives me a <laughs> uh Nightcrawler vibes with uh Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm, I have not seen that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Think about put it on the list. More uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I gotta, I, I gotta try to put more stuff on that I haven't seen. Yeah. I gotta prioritize myself a little bit here. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Colton say that before. Period. <laughs> that was iconic. But uh, he's never gonna say it again now. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think yes, I would agree. Uh, we don't need a spinoff. I stand. I feel like I stand by with what I said about the kill off. Mm-hmm. Um. Jordan Peele, you know, I think his movies are so great because they don't they don't need a sequel and they don't you know like sometimes it feels like movies purposely, you know, leave it open ended so they can make more money by having you in mm-hmm. for another movie. Yeah, and then the other movie really isn't much different than the one before it. Or yeah, like it it, sucks. it doesn't do anything. Sometimes like if a if it's like a book series like, if they set it up like that, where, like, I guess you could argue the same thing about books. Like, they're just setting it up for the cash grab. But sometimes the story is actually you in can keep, need you can of, keep, like, a longer right, portrayal. Or, right, or you can, right, or you can continue telling, continue telling stories that are, like, you, you come out of the first movie, or, like, you're writing the first movie or show or book. You're writing the first one, knowing what's going to happen next. Right. Not like uh, we don't like we just know that we have to leave this open ended <laughs> enough so we can figure something out. Yeah. There's you can often tell the difference. Right. You know what? I just watched this. So I feel like you've definitely seen it. But you want to know the. As far as I can remember, the dumbest sequel to like an actually good movie. Grown ups. Yeah. Grown Ups was like such a great comedy and like had a great story. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was actually just like god awful. And it's so unfortunate because it has such a stellar right. cast. But it was it's so horrible. So I particularly get very like I I think you do too. Like you get annoyed if it does feel like the sequel's not necessary. So I think that's what's so great about Jordan Peele is he really wraps up the story. Mm-hmm. Like does it in a good way something i will say though is i can i can deal with i can deal with a shoddy sequel as long as the shoddy sequel sets up a redemption like third like i can kind of like sometimes that happens where the first yeah. one's really good and then the second one ends up being a setup for the third one <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's not ideal but it's better than you know but then obviously everything sometimes stuff just falls flat like all the way through. Did you see A Quiet Place? Yeah. Did you see the second one? Yep. They're making a third, right? Yeah, that one's a prequel. 
third is a prequel? I think so. Okay. Because I, I remember, I haven't seen those, but I remember seeing, uh, like, someone went to see it. I was watching a YouTube vlog, and someone went to see the second one, mm-hmm. and they were like, I didn't, wa- like, I didn't like the way A Quiet Place 2 ended, because they said that, like, I didn't like, two people said I didn't like the way it ended, and then the person I was watching on YouTube was like, I bet there's a part three, and then I'm like, well... I don't know. I haven't seen those movies, so I was really curious if it is like a cash grab moment or if it's like, no, genuinely, there needs to be more to the story. I think it's one of those things where it sets up a it sets up a, the world. It, it sets up the setting to the point where you can tell as many stories as you want because the story is less about the... It's not about like the alien monsters. It's not about them. Mm-hmm. It's about what the people interactions. The first one's about the like people surviving on their own, and it's the introduction to the world and how the monsters work. Right. The second one, you know how the monsters work, and it's not focusing on them. It's focusing on the interpersonal relationships with you know these people meet a stranger, like where like what happens there because you know there's people out there that are like you know crazy fucking terrible people but then there's other people that you can trust right and it's kind of that it's kind of like the same dynamic that they would do in, that they've done in like zombie movies or like just any kind of apocalyptic kind of setting it's kind of that same kind of deal yeah so like it's this says by the way quiet place part three is scheduled to be released in 2025 okay. but uh yeah i think the with with those the i like the first one better the second one wasn't bad though, and it's it was just a continue. It was a continuation of the story of the fam of the the family from the first one. Obviously, introducing new characters and stuff, but they didn't take any extra time. Like they didn't over over bloat it with the aliens that you kind of already see a bunch of the stuff on. Because mm-hmm. what ends up happening is you run into like a like. Stranger Things is a little different because it's, it's long for a little bit more long form, obviously. But like with Stranger Things, you have the Demogorgon at the it's just the one mm-hmm. in the in the first season. And then all of a sudden there's a bunch of them in the second season. And, then, and you the know, Demodogs. And then, right. And, then and all these like new things being added the that, mind that weren't necessarily implied before. Yeah. Explicitly. Whereas like with A Quiet Place, you just know they're all out there. They're, they don't introduce it for the second one. They don't introduce all. Oh, this one's got this. Yeah, and this yeah, and this. yeah. So it's it's not about them; it's about the people, right? Okay. So I think it's it, it, like something like that can get away with it a little bit easier. Yeah. In my opinion, but yeah, it's just it's one of those things. Any sequels and you know spinoffs, they can all work, just like any just like anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess sneeze. excuse me um bless you it's but i mean it's it's just one of those things where you it's another instance of going in with tempered expectations or like you know appropriate ones yeah yeah Mm -hmm. period um okay so this was our 10th episode so it's kind of like our finale we were talking about mm-hmm. of this time uh we obviously didn't spin the wheel last week and um shocker 
we're not spinning it again <laughs> because um, we're going to elect to do uh, pick the movie for next week. And we're going to pick Chicken Little so that my friend Emma can come co-host with us. So everyone get excited because next week is our first guest episode. Um, just in case you didn't uh, listen to which episode was it? Oh. Um, was it American Sniper? No, it was before that that she was added. That she called. I, I think it was before American Sniper. Let the me one double. just before? What was just before American Sniper? I thought it was Interstellar, but I don't think it was. I think it was the one right after Interstellar, in which case, there Prisoners. 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 Yeah. Prisoners? I think it was Prisoners. Okay. So, if you didn't listen to that episode, um, Carla's friend wanted to call in, or we wanted to call her, call her in. Carla felt the need to spring it on me as if I would would have shut it down. <laughs> Okay, because sometimes I just don't know how you're going to react to things, and I just thought you'd be likelier, likelier to say yes if we were on the podcast. <laughs> but at any any rate, we called, and she had two suggestions. <laughs> she had a suggestion for if we were if we wanted to have her come on. She had a the suggestion of Chicken Little, yeah, and then she also suggested if we weren't going to do that, that she wanted to put uh, Big Fish on the board, oh, which I think memory. is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I do remember really liking it. But uh, we told her that we're game for whatever, and we put Chicken Little on the board. Because Chicken Little is Emma's favorite thing on the planet. I mean, for her birthday, we got her a crocheted Chicken Little. <laughs> and for her birthday last year, she got a Chicken Little poster. So so, so we're uh, next week, we'll do the Chicken Little episode. Yep. Um. I, I I'd still like to do like a like a little bit of a recap episode, probably a little shorter episode. Sure. Um but also um so we can kind of discuss maybe some potential slight changes because I have a couple ideas and I'll run them by you a little bit before too, but mm-hmm. um You don't want to spring them on me yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're huge. <laughs> it's not like they're it's just yeah. format a slightly different format. Right. But, well, and and right now, like, our wheel's pretty open, so mm-hmm. we could also include in that episode, you know, setting the tone for the next right, right. round of movies. Right, like we did, like we did with the first set in that extra episode, we introduced a whole new wheel. Right. I think only one movie had carried over, and it's still on there. It's not coming off because yeah. I want to see it, yeah, and I'm annoyed about it. Yeah. The wheel hates me anyway. <laughs> um. But yeah. So next week, Chicken Little. Uh, the following week, week most likely, yeah, uh, we'll have a little recap and then we'll get back into the movies. Yeah, um, I'm prepared for our sign off because we've been talking about it and I finally wrote it down. Right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can follow us. Oh my god, I hit my <laughs> headphones. You can follow us on Instagram at Twist Turns and One Liners, all one word. You can follow us on Twitter at TTOL Pod. Or you can email us twistturnsoneliners at gmail.com. No and. Please feel free to reach out on any of those platforms, but preferably Instagram, because that's what we like to use. Period. Yep. Now we have it written Whatever. down so we don't have to scramble for right. it. Right. Maybe that, maybe that can be a goal for our next chunk is to just... Pre-record? Pre-record a thing and... Yes. Hit a button and go. But yeah, Instagram's a great place. I think I talked about this on the last episode. But um, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to, they have a pre-recorded thing, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe we talk about that off camera. Yeah. But it always 
it's like the I know it's the same, obviously, because it's the tone, but it's always like, hey, thanks for listening. You can yeah. follow it. Like, it's so, like, yeah. upbeat and happy, and we're always at the <laughs> end of an episode, like, okay, follow us. <laughs> so we'll try to record a, a happy one mm-hmm. so you can end us on a happy note. But um, uh, There was oh, one, one last thought I had. I am, I'm losing it already. Oh, just with the uh, with feedback and stuff. Um, if there's any, uh, I think the biggest form of feedback I would like to hear, aside from, I mean, obviously, like, like you know, uh, um, feel free to be as critical as you'd like. But the main, uh, I think, a big thing I would like to see is come in are some suggestions for movies. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. with us like getting ready to start a new wheel. Right. Um, it'd be cool to see some suggestions. Well, people won't hear this. By the time that happens. Right. But I'm just saying, it, with the new wheel and some of the ideas that I have coming forward, it will it will lend itself to okay. being more open for a suggestion. Sure, um, sure. Because, yeah, I th- you're right. We are a few. I think we're still a few episodes ahead. Yeah. What one just came out? Prisoners. Prisoners just came out. So then it's... We, got, we actually are... A decent amount ahead. We got There Will Be Blood, American Sniper. Signs and and nope. And so this we're like nope. four weeks ahead. Which I like but the month. pace that we're at. Right. But yeah. Um either way, when you hear this, follow the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um more uh obviously um I haven't I haven't uh we're Oh, for sure, open to open to uh, open to nearly anything. Yeah, obviously you have to have a little asterisk next to that. Because if you're telling me to watch like some fucking Barney movie, I'm not playing <laughs> on the wheel. I thought you were gonna say Barbie, and I well, was like, don't hate on the Barbie that, movies. That too. That too. Don't hate on your girlfriend has some on DVD. They're I, fire. That doesn't mean I. Okay. But they're not bad. I'm just saying. When's the, last think, time, when's the last time you watched them? We, we watched them in 2021. That's not that long ago. I think you're letting nostalgia get the better of I was of an you. adult. I think you're letting nostalgia get the better of I you. I think you're a hater and the plot's actually not terrible. I I just, I'd be willing to wager that you can find the same exact plot done far better elsewhere. Well, who cares though? I'm watching because I like Barbie. No, yeah, I know. That's fine. <laughs> but if we're talking about objectivity... Which usually we don't. Usually I'm all about subjectivity. We need to end the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week for Chicken Little with our first guest. Later. Bye.